Welcome to C-Suite Radio. Welcome to the Open Mic Podcast with your host, Brett Allen. Join us each week as Brett interviews extraordinary and amazing people. At the Open Mic, no topic is off limits, and you never know who will drop by. Now, here is your host, Brett Allen. What's up, everybody? Happy Sunday to you. Welcome into a brand new episode of the podcast. Brett Allen here, coming at you live from the Bay Area studios. And on the line, I have April Doyle. April Doyle, she is the founder of a band called The Velvet Room, and April is fantastic. She has performed alongside Stevie Wonder, Babyface, Rod Stewart, and so many other legends. And she has a brand new single, Tears Are Gone, which recently made the top 40 list on BuzzFeed, TRV, and Press Party. And I tell you, she is fantastic. We're going to talk about so many things. We talk about the industry. We talk about how to get hired, how she has met some of the most phenomenal and remarkable people in the business and some tips and tricks and behind the scenes things as well. April Doyle, welcome into the podcast. It's great to have you here today. Hi, thank you so much. Glad well, to be here talking yeah, with you. I'm excited and I'm glad you're here because I just, I'm happy to talk to people these days, but more importantly, very exciting and interesting people like yourself. And I'm looking forward to this conversation when Kelly reached out to me, which is your publicist, for those who don't know, her name gets mentioned all the time. I was like, oh man, she's an icon and a legend. And I want to talk to you because you are the founder and creator. Please correct me if that description is not correct of the Velvet Room. And you have just, you're a model, singer, songwriter. I mean, you've really kind of done it all. Let's yep. talk about that. But first, how are you doing during the quarantine lockdown? How is that working out for you? You know, it's 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 so odd. And none of us ever planned on anything like this. This is just like kind of slammed everybody down. Just it, it's, it's not like we had time to prepare or think about how it was going to, you know, affect our lives, our business, et cetera, our families. It's been such an odd deal. And um, in regards to the music um, aspect of me and my life, my business, um, looked at it and dealt with it in a couple different ways. My, my corporate show band, Hot Chili Productions, that's kind of like our day job music. That, everything has been put on hold. And most people have told me they want to put their bookings into the future because, you know, uh, I don't know how much you know about corporate entertainment, but it's it's really good for morale in these in these businesses to have these these big company parties to, you know, say thank you to their their top sellers. Or it's just good for morale. So it, it's I know they're gonna it's gonna continue, but we just don't know when. We can't really say when this is gonna happen. So everything that is there is kind of been put on hold. In regards to my personal project, April in the Velvet Room, I was lucky enough to be able to do one of my first really important gigs right before this all went down on uh, March eighth. We were up at uh, Herb Alpert's club in Bel Air called Vibrato, and it was a it was a packed house, and I had some dancers in there from uh, Dancing with the Stars and the the guy that does the choreography for um, Masked Singer as well. So okay. 
I, I like to add things. That, that's the whole deal about the Velvet Room is I, I always bring other star players in or things that people aren't expecting. It could be dancers. It could be spoken word. It could be, you know, a um, a celebrity sit-in. Um, I just, you never know what you're going to get and find in the Velvet Room. That's kind of what I always say. So that night we had, you know, it was really great that everybody came out. And, um, and then like two, three days later, everything was shut down. So... Wow. Um, it was nice that people got to come out and see it, you know, and, and then they were, you know, liking us on Facebook uh, and and the website and all that because they were, you know, we're letting people know what we're doing. And I've got all these, you know, the band is comprised of all top industry players that are with headliners all over the place. So I'm just thrilled to be able to put these guys together and what they create on stage around me is amazing. So um, we're doing that. We did that. And, and then we're still um, just did a, um, a beautiful thing. We're going to drop this within the week. We did Heal the World, Michael Jackson's Heal the World. Okay. And we did, uh, and we're going to put that out on um, the video that will be coming out probably by, by Monday, Tuesday. Um, and I've got J.P. Castillo. Everybody should look him up. J.P. Castillo Music. He's um, my musical director and uh, lead singer in uh, the Hot Chile Productions. And he goes out on the road with J.Lo and the Jacksons, and he does all Michael Jackson's parts. So it was very cool. to ha- He put the whole arrangement together, and he sang part of the lead. Um, we had a lot of the, the female singers sing it. It's, it's beautiful. It's so well done. I'm very proud of it. And I just thought that the lyrically it was a, a nice time to put a song out with that kind of message, you know? Sure, yeah. Well, put me on the list for a copy when it comes out, because I definitely want to check that out. Now, yeah, yeah. you said something interesting, and I'm curious to get your perspective on this. Now, normal is going to look different, I think, once this all comes to an end, whatever and whenever that might be. As far as your perspective on the music industry, because you have your pulse on it and you're very involved, how do you think we'll be able to manage that, like concerts and venues? Do you have any thoughts on that? Just out of curiosity, I would love to hear what you have to say. Yeah, it's it's going to be weird for some time. I mean, uh, unfortunately, until people really are able to relax back into society the way it was. And I really hope that it's sooner than later, you know, if they can come up with a vaccine before other things start happening. I wish we could be more black and white about this whole subject. But, you know, when you go to see, when you go to an event, to an event, there's anywhere from, you know, a couple hundred to thousands of people there. I mean, smacked up on each other, whether you're in chairs or it's a, you know, a stand stand yeah, up yeah. venue. So, I mean, the, to- the time it's going to take for people to feel, you know, really comfortable to do that again, it remains to be seen. So, so, so most of the artists, that are, you know, aware of this have been doing all these podcast um, gigs. Yeah. They've been doing, and, and that's that's the big trend right now. And, and it's a cool thing, but, uh, you know, it's, it, it's, it's kind of like a Band-Aid, you know, for what's going on right now because they obviously don't want their, that to be their career. No, um, no, not at all. Fully. So it's, it's a lot of, a lot of people have done the, the concerts online or the videos, you know, they, they will record their parts remotely and then send them all into somebody. And, and some people I've seen, I've seen some small bands, um, people or don't seem to be worried about it and they'll get a small group together and, and, and play and just send that video out. Um, people are getting really creative. You know, these, these artistic people need to express, I guess. So they're, you know, 
or they're going to implode. And um, they're they're looking for many, many different ways to keep their artistic flow going and, and yeah. show people, you know, what they're doing. And, you know, and then there's some people, you know, Jennifer Lopez, who... Um, J.P. Castillo, who I told you, he's he did the la- he opened up for her last twelve shows she did on this tour that ended a couple months ago, and she openly admitted that she was relieved to just be staying home and breathing and and relaxing. I mean, you know, there are the top people like that that are just going nine hundred miles an hour who are actually sitting back and taking a breather right now. Sure, sure. Um, you know, I guess that's kind of uh, understandable. Um, so there's so many different aspects of what's going on with um, artists right now. And then there's a lot of people that just, you know, are always, they just never quit. They're always just, I, I've seen some people that just keep posting and posting and posting things on all different <laughs> Spotify, you know, YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, wherever they can, just to be like, I'm doing this, check it out, you know, because they want to, to, they need to perform and they want to give people something to further, to give, take their attention away from the, you know, the scary, uncertain feeling that's going around. Do you think any of that has to do with just wanting to maintain relevance, maybe for some of these smaller known folks? Oh, sure. Yeah, yeah, definitely for some people. There's some people that are doing it straight from the heart because they have to. Mm -hmm. Some people are doing it because they need to keep some semblance of business going um like you know i'm still here i'm not i'm not disappearing in this in this difficult time yeah that's that's a good question and it's an interesting thing to look at because um a lot of artists are coming at it from a lot of different aspects because again we all got blindsided by this yeah you know it's funny because when this first started like officially i saw chris martin from coldplay i think was kind of the first to go on instagram live and do like a 30 minute concert and uh-huh. he broke Instagram like it was crazy. I don't nobody knew yeah, that he yeah. was going to do this. And then all of a sudden, like, I, I don't know, I caught the replay. But at one point, almost a million people watching him perform. And yeah. then he said at the beginning, he's like, you know, I'm going to do this today. I've never done this before. And hopefully somebody else will pick up and do it the next time. And then I think John Legend kind of came after him. And then people, everybody, and then I saw like Bowling for Soup was on there doing live shows. Even Nickelback was on their Instagram and, you know, everybody loves Nickelback, right? So it's kind of like one of those things where it's just sorely taken over. And I mean, you've been in the music industry for decades. Like you've performed with some fantastic people, Stevie Wonder, Babyface, Rod Stewart, so many other legends. And my question for you is, when you go to perform with those folks, what does that look like? So they, I'm assuming, reach out to you somehow, right? Is that? Can you walk me through that process? Because I've always you know found what? that it, so it, interesting. Sure, sure. Um, really different with whoever you're sharing a stage with. Um, some people um, have, you know, security all around them and want nothing to do with anybody. Uh, that was the deal. Uh, Natalie Cole was like that. We did a thing called the Swan Ball with her in Nashville. And she was, sorry to say, she was actually a little bit short and rude with everybody. Um, I guess the, you know, superstar diva thing, you know, you hear the stories and sometimes it's true. And then there were, there were, there were times when we would uh, share a stage, um, we'd, we'd open up for some of them. It depends on, you know, it was always different depending on how the show was. Donny Osmond went out of his way, came back into our trailer and said to me, he says, man, he goes, I just want to tell you, you have, you're a great vocalist. I mean, like, he, 
he went out of his way to compliment me and and some of the other people in the band. And it was so, so great and so nice, and I'll never forget it. And you know who else did that? Seal. Seal went, was done with the evening, and um, it was, this was a, a corporate thing in a, a nice hotel. And he came back, he was going to leave, and he found his way back to the band, and he complimented all the musicians. He said, man, you guys are as good as they come, and just can't tell you, it was he, stu- he stayed and listened to the group and everything. That was another one where we, you know, we played before and after. Um, and it just there's some people that are so gracious, and they're just they they haven't forgot the human connection, no matter how big they are. I mean, Casil is huge, and Donny Osmond is a different deal, but he's been huge his entire career. Yeah, he's yeah. Got a hu- huge fan base. Um, Rod Stewart. He was friendly. Rod, Rod Stewart doesn't really care. I mean, like we did a, a show with him at the Breakers in in Miami, and um, it was really funny because the client he was supposed to be a surprise. So for the um, this couple that had gotten married, it was like a after I don't know what what to call it, but they were having a big party with all their friends to celebrate that they had been married recently. And they said, "Okay, you're a surprise, so don't you know? Don't let anybody know you're here." So he drove right up to the front of the hotel in a in a baby in a in a robin's egg blue Bugatti, <laughs> and <laughs> and it was like not even the it wasn't the, even the main entrance where the hotel people come in. This is like the main entrance to where the people were going into the event, and everyone's like, "Oh my God, it's Rod Stewart!" It was pretty funny, you know. He didn't care, and uh, it was actually kind of showy. I mean, they all but you know the surprise was like, "Oops, there he is!" Not a surprise anymore, but what an entrance! Yeah, so no. Do you contact them, or do they contact you? Do you send in a demo tape? How does that work, that initial connection, it, before you go to open for them? It, it's always different. Okay. Um, it's, it's been, it's, it's, you know, depending on the event and who's running it, we have had their agents contact us. We've had um, really high-end um, entertainment companies call us and say, uh, we, we have a client that wants to have an evening like this, and we want you to be a part of it. And, now, and, then, and then we sit there and kind of sculpt to the evening, for lack of a better term. We kind of figure out. Some people want the band, want us to back up the headliner. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. Some people, some people want us to play like it like afterwards like kind of like a it would like sometimes we'd play with them and then they would leave and then we would continue the music okay. uh, it's always different it's always different like it's um I've had clients that want me i've i've booked ziggy marley blues travelers some other you know interesting people want at their event for whatever reason it, it we're, we're uh not thank god we're not a wedding band i've never been away <laughs> we have we have done some celebrity weddings and they're usually um athletes which is interesting we did drew Brees's wedding there's some i mean i'm not going to say no to uh, certain weddings i mean uh, we did hugh hefner's birthday party that was a blast and uh it was a reality tv show actually but um you know i it's just with the musicians that I use, it's de- definitely, I, I don't want to insult them by ha- having them do, and I don't mean to, you know, turn down, I mean, I'm not ta- I'm not talking down to the bands that like to do weddings, it's just that's not our, our gig, you know, the, it's just that this band is a different level, so we don't, that's yeah. not our goal. I mean, you've performed with, like, really famous people, let's be honest, you know, and, I, you know, I get it, I don't feel like you're digging on the wedding bands, I think that's just a different skill set, right? And true, if you're gonna true. Be and there's open, enough gigs yeah. to go. Yep. If you're going to be opening up, you know, but I feel like 
even if you are a wedding band, that's almost like a badge of honor in a way because you're getting steady work. You know what I'm saying? But to yeah, and you know what? And it's and it's it was interesting because depending, like you know, I, I I asked the group in regards to the corporate situation. I would say to them because people would see us at these corporate events and then ask us if we do private parties, and I'm like, sure. Um, if it was weddings, I would usually ask the group if they wanted to do that. Begin, but again, it's kind of like we. I'd say maybe. Five percent of the gigs are, are weddings because it's just not really our deal. Because we do more of like a per, like a concert type performance, sure. So that doesn't, you know, that's not usually what people are looking for at, you know, a more reserved kind of evening. But um, yeah, this group, I, I we do a little bit of everything. We've been asked to do so many different shows, and um, <clears throat> we had there was I will say this one wedding we did. It's it's been all very interesting. We were asked to go to um, Dallas, Texas, and these people had Dionne Warwick singing at their wedding. Oh, wow. And so I was just interested to see Dionne Warwick, you know. I just wanted to wa- see her play. Uh, she was doing, you know, like the uh, first part of the evening. And wow. And we were going to do it. Yeah. And, and this, this lady had a, a wedding cake made in her likeness. Um, the wedding cake was like about five foot seven and it was a, like, it, the, it was made just like the bride. And, and the gig was in this city hall, this beautiful old building, like downtown and just, uh, so we've seen all kinds of interesting things. Like, uh, you know, we got to do New Year's Eve in Bali, Indonesia. That was an interesting deal. Um, so the travel and everything that we've been able to do because of music. Has been amazing. Yeah. Uh, General Motors took us to Greece. We got to do uh, a private boat. We went around the islands uh, with with GM. Took their their top sellers, and we were we got we played for one hour for three nights, and then got to be on this beautiful boat and seeing the islands. And so, I mean, that stuff is that's that's just money right there. That's just amazing experience, you know. Mm-hmm. So yeah, is we've been with we've been we've worked with the people we've worked before after and then there's been some really gracious entertainers that just you can tell that they're really appreciative of their fame and their notoriety and they they're gracious to other people around them. And then you run into the people that are, you know, like check me out, I'm a diva and you better do what I say cuz I'm I'm the star here and then you know it happens and you just kind of smile and walk away, you know, try to be you know, I, I believe it's better to just be gracious and remove yourself, you know, than to get mad. Yeah, because. yeah. <laughs> because, you know, you never know. Like, I feel like it's just one of those things where, you know, your time is just as equally as important as theirs, right? I mean, sure, and I sure. feel like in your situation, it's like you've been with some pretty amazing people. And that's a big deal. Not a lot of people can say that they've performed with some of the people that you've performed mm-hmm. with. Mm-hmm. And so it's kind of like, it's a really big deal, right? It's kind of like one of those things where, yeah, they're famous, but you're famous too in your own right. And I feel like, uh, you know, celebrity is kind of defined by a certain status, but I consider you to be a celebrity in my eyes because of the things that you've seen and done. But you're also very gracious and down to earth, and you've been very kind so far in the interview, and, and I'm I, and you will continue to be. So it's a little bit different. Like in podcasting, I've kind of run across the same thing. You know that saying, "Don't ever meet your heroes," <laughs> and it's like I, I've talked to some people, and I've gotten so excited, and like you know, no one in particular. So if you're listening, please don't take offense. <laughs> but like you know, yeah. it's just a very muted personality. But you know, but you know who you are. Yeah, you know who you are. It's a very, it's a very muted personality. Like you're kind of like, huh, 
I would have never guessed that. But when you start interviewing them, boy, they turn it on and you're just having this great conversation. And like when it's over, it's back to being muted. And maybe that's just them. That's what they do. They're performers, right? And and that's just kind of like their shtick, so to speak. Yeah, I just think that I think people are innately insecure. Sure. Uh, and I and I, I think that you know that is what it is, but it's like people that can continue to to talk like that or talk down or or it's almost like they 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 can't stop trying to get attention. It's almost like just trying to you know, you know it, attention bad or good. Even if it's bad, you're still getting attention. Yeah. You know, there's a saying about it. I'm not I'm not doing it justice right now, but attention at all costs is what some people where some people are coming from so they'll they'll throw public fits and stuff i mean i i heard about i mean i've i've i know people and they would say you know i knew i i knew somebody that was a body worker for kobe and kobe would call tmz and call and say i'm going to be at the restaurant in a, in an hour you know it's just a game of celebrity you yeah, know and then they yeah. get there and they and then they act like oh leave me alone leave me alone but i mean they said they, they want the pictures they they plan the game Yeah, well, it's funny. There's no such thing as bad press. You know, press is press. Right. And it's funny that you say that because that's a whole nother conversation in in regards to like something accidentally got leaked, quote unquote. And sometimes I don't necessarily know if it accidentally got leaked, right? Like I'm sure. Right. It's not an accident. It's it's not by accident some of the time. And there's been comics, you know, David Spade, other people who have said, you know, in tongue in cheek, oh, this video accidentally got leaked. And it's like, mm, I don't necessarily yeah. know if it accidentally got leaked. I think someone on your team leaked it on purpose. And now everybody, it's, there's a, no, you're right. It, like, it, yeah. It's, and David Spade makes fun of the whole, the whole monster of celebrity. And like he, I, I've seen him say a lot of things and like, you know, He's basically telling the truth. He's like, hmm, well, you know, like he he'll make jokes about it, about the whole celebrity or, you know, like I heard him talking about somebody that they that he was with and they called somebody to, to they called the paparazzi to come out and take pictures because they knew they were going to be at such and such hot restaurant, you know, and he was with the creme de la creme and they they want people to see it. Because it keeps them in the loop, you know, it keeps them on the, the hamster wheel, you know, it's just, it's a, it's an odd, celebrity is an odd bird, you know, it's... It really is, it, 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 it is. Mm-hmm. It's just so interesting to me, the whole thing, you know, for the two years I've been doing this show, and I've talked to some really great people, it just, I find it so intriguing, but it's just a different world, you know, than what yeah. you and I, or what I'm used to, so to speak, and, and I say this every single time, but... If I didn't have the podcast, uh, some of these people I would would never ever talk to. Like we would never have right. these kinds of conversations. For those who allow it, I try and keep it more than just a transactional relationship, you know, because mm-hmm. you're giving value to me by coming on my show. You know, you're getting exposed to a different type of audience, a different genre, demographic, whatever. I mean, there's the numbers game. We play that. Of course, you know, I, I, it's a business I treat it like, and I have branding and I have one sheets and I provide data to people and, and anything that they need, you know, to a degree. So it's funny. I, I love your perspective on that because it's like, it's just so crazy to watch what is happening yeah. now. You have a brand new song, Tears Are Gone, that has come out fairly recently, I believe. And it's mm-hmm. garnered a lot of attention. And it was on the top 40, I think, for BuzzFeed and 
a whole bunch of other things. Let's talk about that song, how you, how that whole thing came about and kind of, you know, the overarching theme and what your process was to write such a great song. Yeah, the song just kind of, um, it, it's kind of one of those stop and, and it, it kind of stops people and, and they really, they are, are really feeling it. I've had so many people tell me what that song brings up for them. And it's been, that's been interesting because some people say the song makes them feel hopeful. And some people say, oh man, I cried when I heard that song. I mean, um, and some people are like, yeah, you know, I just, I just feel it. You know, it made me a little, a little sad, but, um, I don't know. The, people's take on it has been interesting. I didn't really, it wasn't like some major thing. It was kind of like a topical thing of what had happened to me in certain situations. I kind of melded a bunch of situations together, and and from that feeling, um, I wrote the song, and it just kind of flowed out really easily and quickly. That's when you kind of know you have a good one when it's just yeah, kind of yeah. there. It, and it's um, hopefully it's been considered or being considered for some uh, movie stuff, and I think it'd be great in a like as a in a sensitive moment in a movie or maybe the credits or whatever it seems like that would work well or having somebody else do it i don't know um if they if they're interested um because there's been a lot of interesting interest in it so um and that's really not the feel of my album but it's it just kind of like i said it was just kind of appeared and it worked and everybody loved it and i'm like this is cool this is great uh kevin flournoy was a musical uh director on and producer on the album and he is unbelievable. Everybody should check him out. Kevin Flournoy. And he is a musical director for the Pointer Sisters. He works with Babyface, Shaka Khan, Jeffrey Osborne. I could go on for days. Um, and he, you know, is able to change his his talent towards whatever you're working on. And it's not everything's just not all R&B based. Obviously, that song is not R&B. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the album, I would say, is more, you know, neo-soul with a touch of jazz and funk. and um, But anyway, we, yeah, we were very happy with that. It was kind of an interesting bird, that song. Yeah, so, yeah. Yeah, we're, and, and then uh, we have another one that's going to come out next week. I told you about that other video, the one that the whole band just did, the Heal the World. But one of my other singles is going to drop with another video next week, and that's called La Belle Dame. Saint Regret, and it's a French song, a redo that Sting did that I just adored because um, I love uh, French is my first language, and I've always tried to study it. We lived over there when I was a kid and came back, and my mom didn't keep speaking it to me, so it's always been my endeavor to try to try to just you know, I I, I will say fluent. I would uh, that's one of my goals. I would love to be fluent. I, I speak enough to get by now, but. Definitely not fluent. Well, we have plenty of but time anyway, on our this hands song... right now, <laughs> so there you go. I know, right? Exactly. That's that's a that's a positive thing I could be doing with this all this downtime. Um, so that's another thing that, uh, and they and you can see that on my. Uh, it's going to be on my website www april and the velvet room, and there's all my other uh, video clips, audio clips, etc., pictures, etc., some cool pictures from the gig and all that. Um, so that's I'm looking forward to that too, to hearing people's uh, reaction to this. Uh, yeah. I'm major point I'm forgetting here. The strings on the song. I don't know if you've heard of uh, Claire Fisher or yes. Brent Fisher. Mm-hmm. I'm glad that you have because he's that's Hollywood royalty and 
sure. They've done string sections, uh, the most beautiful strings for everybody from all these people in the R&B genre to Natalie Cole to, um, I mean, just people for days. And um, he did this beautiful um, string arrangement on the song, and he uh, is submitting the song for... um, Latin Grammy consideration. I wanted to ask you, you mentioned this, one last question here as we wrap up. Have you ever done any songwriting for other artists? Have you sold songs? Is that something you desire to do? I'm not really sure how that whole piece works in the life of a musician. I have not, um, you know, the, the songwriting kind of came out of nowhere. When this project started, I was just recording some beautiful classics that um, I loved that my mom used to play for me as a child. And then it kind of went into this whole other project of me writing all these originals because uh, Kevin Flournoy and I have a great kind of electric thing that happens in the studio and these songs just kind of, they just happen and they happen easily and and very creatively. And uh, we haven't, we've got people that are interested because this whole project is, my personal project is a newer thing. So I have some people that are talking to me about possibly doing some, you know, buying some of the songs, but I haven't gotten into that yet. I'm not opposed to it. I'm kind of just waiting to see. This is like, this has all been very interesting to see where this is going to go and where I'm going to, if I need to keep changing who I am as an artist, not ch- not changing the vibe, but I mean, you know, sometimes you're a performer, sometimes you're a writer, sometimes, you know, whatever aspect of the, the business you're involved in mostly. Um, I'm really liking the writing thing and the, the songs have been coming out so great and I've got all these beautiful major people on the song. So um, I'm going to probably continue with that and I, can't, I wish I could answer your question more. Um, no, that's perfect. Intelligently, but um, I haven't really dabbled that much in this area of the business. No, that's a perfect answer. Like I know some people do and some people are digging into it. That's great. So you, your band, hopefully when all this lifts, you'll be able to start doing some more gigs and playing again. But in the meantime, if people want to listen to your music or check it out, how can they follow you and learn more about you? Oh, thank you. And uh, like I said, the uh, www April and the Velvet Room, and also my Facebook page, April and the Velvet Room, has got a link down the bottom right side that has videos, clips, recordings, pictures, etc. It's uh, got all my links on uh, in this little box down the bottom right hand side, and we got the Instagram thing going and. The song next week is going to be out on Spotify and YouTube, and so we're just—I've got somebody helping me with the—that's a whole other beast, social media. Oh, I'm yeah. not taking that one. I'm not taking that one on 100% myself. That's good. <laughs> Too much. Well, this will release this week, and we'll make sure and get it out in time before your new single comes out. And all of her information will be available in the show notes. April, thanks for being here today. I really do appreciate it. Thanks so much for having me. This has been awesome. And um, I I appreciate everybody's, you know, I know everybody loves music and I think it's hopefully helping people get through this odd time. Thanks for choosing to join in to this week's episode. Be sure to follow the show on social media, Brett's Open Mic on all platforms, and to subscribe to the show on your player of choice, which is absolutely free. Finally, please consider sharing this episode with a friend. Every little bit helps. Until next time, cheers. Cheers.